0: Hello, everybody. Hello, it's everybody. that time of the year again.
1: I'm so excited for this.
0: It is part three.
1: Tiki Bar. Tiki <laughs> Bar. Tiki Bar.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. So it's that time of the year. It's the time of the year where we uh, let little Crabsworth Nathan out of the basement to bring joy to everyone as we talk about VA artists.
1: Oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, yeah this this is what i live for and it's and it's not even it's not even mary that you let me out and i get to see the sun <laughs> and, you know <laughs> bask in the glow of eternal like that little crack you get from the window because your place is really dark and you, and i get that's your thing but Oh my god, I get to talk about one of my favorite topics to talk about, and I always love an excuse to do it. Always.
0: Alright, so, to recap, we had a ladies' night of all the uh, female VAs I could find at Lily Tomlin's house. Woo! Um, Then the gals go, um, and in comes Joe DiMaggio with a all of the gents that we haven't spoken about and wouldn't you know there was some shenanigans with a Ouija board and we had two dead VAs make an appearance there was a dance battle Eddie Murphy showed up again it was all at Lily Tomlin's house in case you're all wondering everybody pitched in for a cleaning crew for this now three-day party so don't worry also like they stay out of Lily Tomlin's personal areas like everything's fine
1: Really? What about Liz?
0: Uh, we don't talk about that. Anywho... Uh, I mean, she's I, pretty
1: well up in the bathroom there. That's how she got into the place.
0: Yeah. Uh, we revealed that there is a rooftop tiki bar to Lily okay. Tomlin's. And there are 10 VAs we haven't spoken about who, you know, at various times went up there. We're just having, you know, a casual chill. Well, now since you know the gargoyles cast showed up, which just so happens to be Star Trek: Next Generation cast too, we gotta bring everyone to the tiki bar. So we're gonna start off with those who are you know chilling, hanging out, vibing, and then we'll get into what happens as everybody else arrives from our ladies' night and our gents' night. So, are you ready
1: for this? I am ready.
0: All right. Hit so. Me. The first person who's been chilling at the Tiki bar, you know, a little casual. Uh, This is a voice actor who is known for Ahsoka Tano, um, and she is also known for being uh, in charge. Actually, I think she's co-creator or full creator of uh, the company Her Universe. So I'm talking about Ashley Eckstein. Okay. Or is it Eckstein?
1: Uh I've always said it as X but it could be uh, it could be either way. Um so she sort of you know we had that special where you're known for one thing. And that one thing pretty well determines your entire career. Yeah. Ashley Eckstein. Uh, has been known as Ahsoka Tano and uh, very, very violently defended by the Star Wars fan base for her portrayal of Ahsoka Tano, and it makes so, 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 so much sense just because of how much energy she puts into the role. I mean, sure, you can talk about her role as like Mia the Bluebird on Sophia the First, whatever. She's done a couple minor things um, with the Avengers, Ultimate Spider Man. But really, when you look at her, um, you're looking at uh, Ahsoka Tano. And Ahsoka Tano is one of the most fully formed characters that you can possibly imagine. And she's actually a really good spot to see what an actress can bring to a role, because there's a reason she keeps on getting asked back to do the voice. in the whole idea that even there's a live action Ahsoka and there was a petition for her to show up. You get the idea <laughs> of what she's able to do with the character. She sells this sort of innocent intelligence because at the end of the day, she is Anakin's Padawan. But uh, let's be honest, and ain't all that smart. He's good at what he does, but he ain't all that smart. Ahsoka is kind of the liaison between Anakin and Obi Wan, and it's it's hilarious to watch. Um, she's got comedic timing, she's got a lot of wit, got nothing but respect for her, and uh, I feel like she is going to be the one who's just casually drinking, like she's like she knows she's not going to ta- to uh, stand up to like um, Ouija board summoning Terra Strong and Cree Summers So I I feel like she's going to be the one just like casually drinking at this thing.
0: Uh, What is she casually drinking?
1: Oh, God, Chardonnay. (laughs) Is it in a tiki mug? Of course it's in a tiki mug. Everything is in a tiki mug. (laughs) Even
0: the Hauderles are in a tiki mug. Except,
1: Except for Kathleen Turner's drink.
0: Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, our next person, sitting at the Tiki Bar, chilling, like villain. Uh They are known for, um, most recently, Ivy on the Harley Quinn show. They've also done voices for BoJack Horseman, uh, Robot Chicken, and Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I am talking about Lake L.
1: Okay so i'm going to be honest with you this is somebody who i haven't seen a heck of a lot of um so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to dig into her and see what the heck i can find on her give me a quick second but here's what i can tell you um if she is ivy and has been ivy for quite a long time um she is going to have a drink that kind of matches the character oh okay so i I feel like
0: it's got to have dry ice in there so it's
1: smoking oh oh of course of course like you're going you're going to need that um here's the thing though i've actually taken a look at her now um she has done stuff for robot chicken she's had a um she had a damn near 20 year career um but if you look at her her breakout role was ivy she's Been in The Secret Life of Pets, sure. Bojack Horseman as Katrina, one of the biggest bitches you can possibly imagine. Um, Shrek Forever After, I see here. Robot Chicken a couple of times. Um, But basically, I'm going to base her off of Ivy in terms of what she's drinking. Uh, And she will be drinking, oh God. Do I dare give her the absinthe with dry ice?
0: Why not?
1: Like, I mean, it feels so natural. And right. And she is going to be the one. She's a very, she's a very conscientious drunk. Mm. Um, much like a lot of the characters she plays, she does not want to expel a lot of effort. But what she does want to do is make sure that people are aware of her presence. So she is going to be, every, every party has a preach.
0: Ah. Every party
1: has a preacher. She's going to be um, talking about the, you know, the dangers of deforestation um, and the the sort of um, destruction of the natural ecosystem. But as she gets more and more loaded, which she will, she's getting absent, for God's sakes, um, she's going to get louder and louder and much more progressively preachy. Oh, dear. What I'm worried about and what I haven't decided yet is what Matthew Lillard's reaction to her is going to be. (laughs) Because Matthew Lillard, as we've all, as we all know, won the dance battle of to end all dance battles. He's been elected king. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is one of the few people who know that the Gargoyles cast is there. He's pretty well leading the pack right now
0: yeah well we'll get to that don't you worry yeah all right now rounding out the tiki bar uh we've got somebody who uh they're kind of known for one thing one thing in the voice acting world uh they've done a lot of different stuff um over the years uh, the big one that they're known for, though, is in a Steven Spielberg movie. Um, and he was in Hook. And he played Rufio, the leader of the Lost
1: Boys. ooh, ooh. <clears throat> Dante Basco.
0: Yes, Dante Basco. Let's, Vasco. Go. Um,
1: Let's and, go.
0: And he's uh, done voice actor work on American Dragon and Avatar um was also in kind of a a movie that's become quite a thing for you know uh lgbtq people which is because but i'm a cheerleader so you know lots there to think about and do so what's he what's he doing what do you have to say about him
1: i first of all i have to i have to figure this out because this is dante bosco i have to figure this out knowing what i know that robin williams is there in ghost form I know what Robin is going to be doing. By the way, I've, I've, already, I've, already, I've already worked short of that. But knowing now, knowing now that Rufio's here, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out: Do I give Dante Bosco um, permission to fight the ghost, or do I make Dante Bosco the ultimate poser? Because I'm going to be honest with you, Dante Bosco, phenomenal talent he is. I know him for three things. Okay, I know him for Hook. I know him for being the and drag dog and uh i <laughs> i know him <laughs> i know him from avatar you know zuko zuko is probably the biggest like the biggest depth he's ever put into a character because he's had to um avatar is an anomaly in of itself uh but that being said dante bosco a phenomenal talent I don't think I don't think we need to even go too, too far into him to see that Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, done a lot of stuff. Uh, But that being said, what do I think Prince Zuko is going to be doing? What do I think the Amdrag is going to be doing? I think I think the Amdrag is going to be. I think the drag is going to be just like geeking the holy hell out. Uh, as for the drink, um, what is the ultimate poser drink? Do I dare give Dante Bosco the daiquiri card? Oh, yeah, I'll give him the I'll give him the strawberry daiquiri. What the hell? <laughs> that's awesome. He can, oh. he can say, say that's because he wants to hide his badassery. He's Mm. he's in a he's in a group of people. He has not seen Gray Griffin yet. Uh, He has not seen uh, Joe DiMaggio or John DiMaggio yet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a daiquiri. He's he's going to try to like pump up his good boy image.
0: All right. So as we're sitting at the Tiki Bar, we're getting to our fourth member who's been who's been chilling up on the rooftop Tiki Bar. Uh, so this person uh, is known for Owl House, Young Justice, Family Guy, Robot Chicken, Kingdom Hearts, as well as Avatar oh. The Last Airbender. And in um, Scott Pilgrim versus The World was in that movie uh, and is known for the line, I'm a little by furious which I have <laughs> to mention because it's a brilliant line. And I'm talking about Mae Whitman.
1: May Whitman. Yes. Um, okay. So first of all, let's get a couple things out of the way first about May Whitman before we get into anything. Um, number one, number one, if I remember correctly, and I don't, I instantly remember <laughs> who way that I instantly don't. Um, I was going to try to pinpoint who she was in Kingdom Hearts. Um, that being said. Um, Aside from that, she's Yuffie in Final Fantasy. Um, She's been Tinkerbell for the longest time. The longest time. Um, She does a lot of, like, little kid voices on Family Guy. Um, The biggest one being Annalie Quagmire, which is Quagmire's baby that he actually admits to. There's uh, Leslie Dunkling from Teacher's Pet. She's done about 20 different voices on Robot Chicken. This is one talented, talented SOB. Uh, And of course, you know, Lisa Miller, she's a little Um, (laughs) bi-furious. This is is one talented SOB. We do not mess with with, uh, May Whitman at all. And May Whitman is going to come in uh, because you know she's young. You know she's done a lot. She's going to come in and she's going to try to own the room. Hmm she's going to be one of those people who's going to try to own the room knowing what I know that her the biggest competition she has is Dante Basco yeah she is going to own the room at least for now she does not know I'm assuming by the way that they don't know the royalties downstairs I know what's downstairs but they don't no that's what I assume. Okay, perfect. So I'm assuming correctly. um Yeah. She is going to get. She's going to start doing fireball. Screw it.
0: Wow. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do,
1: She's doing fireball and saying, um I can fly. And then about 10, 12 in. She is going to do a mix between uh, Tinkerbell and Yuffie, and pretty well be like, "I'm Tink, bitches." the the rest The rest of the day, because as of right now, she's owning the room. The room is going to be her domain, and she's going to try to do everything she possibly can. She's going to make sure that Dante Bosco is as much of the Am drag as it can be versus Zuko, because fuck it, the Am drag is much easier to control if you're owning the room.
2: Oh man, this is this a- is Ashley,
1: fun. Ashley X Ashley X ain't going to bother her either, because Ashley X has gotten to a point where Ashley X is smarter than this. So she's not going to she's not going to try to challenge or bother May Whitman at all right now. This right now is May Whitman's to lose, and hopefully May Whitman will do a good job and not lose. Dun, dun,
0: dun.
1: But, but, but badass bitch. Complete badass bitch.
0: Awesome. Alright, we're getting to our first five. So we're at the uh, the halfway point. So to round out the first five at the Tiki Bar, um, I have to give a shout out to this person. Um, so she is a Canadian born. American voice actress, so, you know, from the great right north. Oh,
1: God. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. She is one of Tara and Kree's running mates.
0: She has done voice work in multiple video game franchises such as Baldur's Gate, Mass Effect, Metal Gear Solid, Bioshock, Infinite, Metroid, Overwatch, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, to name a few. Uh, she's also done voices for multiple... Uh, different, you know, either direct-to-release movies or movies that got, like, a big showing. And that includes Totally Spies, Powerpuff Girls, Ralph Bakes the Internet, Scooby-Doo, Cinderella 2 and 3. Uh, we've also got Batman uh, Assault on Arkham as well. And I am talking about Jennifer Hale.
1: Son of a bitch! I knew it was one of Tara and Chris' running mates. <laughs> Son of a bitch! She's I been knew, at the tiki knew, bar this whole time. I, I I knew it was going to be okay. Okay. So to save myself from looking like a total boob, I'm going to put her in a silhouetted area. Uh-huh. Okay. And, before, and before we even get started on Jennifer Hale, can I actually can I actually tell a story that is has just warmed up and is very near and dear to my heart? Sure. One of my friends from university, his name is Morgan. Um, by the way, fantastic guy. Shout out to Morgan if you're listening. He's out in BC. Uh, he's teaching, God knows what. He's been just about everywhere. As soon as you mention the name Jennifer Hale, because he's a huge X-Men fan, he gets giddy. Ah. Like, like he's got, he's got the biggest man crush on jennifer hale that you can possibly imagine um jennifer hale is going to be one of those people in the silhouetted area she's going to watch may whitman make an asset of herself (laughs) herself.
2: um
1: she's going to be in the corner and keep in mind right now she's right now may whitman is just trying to own the room Mm -hmm. jennifer hale is uh Jennifer Hale is pulling the Kathleen Turner because you can. Honestly, I could talk about how great Jennifer Hale is, but seriously, just look her up. Jennifer Hale is one of those people who have been in everything. She's one of Tara and Cree's running mates, for God's sake, um, for Canadian-born, American publication voice actress, and she has a complete repertoire. She can do anything you need her to do. and. Thousand percent, thousand percent, stay with her. I don't think she's even drinking alcohol. Alcohol at that point, <laughs> I, I I don't because. But
0: but no, th- I have a big question though. Is she at least having a mocktail in a tiki cup?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Uh, everything is not done in a tiki cup? She she's at a mocktail, but it's one of those ones that like looks luxurious yeah she's 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 pretty well this is, awesome. This it, it's,
2: is awesome it's it's it's
1: it looks it looks luxurious but it's not the mocktail itself look, looks luxurious but it's not my mocktail mixes are completely out of date so I wouldn't know the exact mocktail but you guys know the one ah yeah
0: oh boy so the, the this is in the the I I imagine that the kind of like off area Like the silhouetted area. There we go. It's silhouetted not by a curtain, but by... um, Because it's a tiki bar, right? Yeah. Uh, By like these epic umbrellas.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's one of those. And like the the big lounge chairs and everything. Yes. That's, That's what I'm picturing. So now we're turning the corner to our final five of newbies before this party gets busted wide open uh, so this person is an actor comedian voice actor uh, he has done voices on all of the trolls stuff uh home adventures hoops frog and toad um, and, you know, special place in my heart is the voice, I believe, the voice of King Shark on the Harley Quinn show. And I am talking about Ron uh, Fauci's Foochies?
1: Ron Fauci?
0: R-O-N space yep. F-U-N-C-H-E-S. Oh, Funches. Oh, Funches. Okay. Thank you. Ron Funches. There you go.
1: Okay. So... He's a, hes actually new for me because I haven't heard him in much outside of Harley Quinn. Um, you can tell what I don't watch in terms of uh, DreamWorks.
0: <laughs>
1: what do you mean? I—I just—I oh, it's Bob Spurgers. Nice. Um, this is one of the ones where I don't know too much about this guy. Um, but really, no. Um, if he's a big fan of—if you're a big fan of Trolls, you're going to know who he is. Um, I'm sure that probably Miri could even tell you more about his portrayal of King Shark than I could. Uh, in terms it's of... It's so uh, good!
0: It's what does so he do? good! What does I'm he not- do? Because
1: this this is somebody who I genuinely don't know much about.
0: So, the King Shark is a shark. <laughs> yeah. A land shark, one might say. Um, you know, wants to eat people all the time, except he plays him like, uh... Like, just the friendliest neighbor. Like, just the the friendliest, friendliest neighbor, stand-up guy, really there for his friends and stuff. But he's a shark who wants to eat people. So, you know, conflict. Uh, (laughs) So I enjoy the juxtaposition so much. I love him. I'm going to be so upset with the DC revamp if he doesn't get to voice King Shark in a movie. Because oh. I'd love to see that. I just oh, very much. Lo- it's such a wholesome portrayal of
1: a murderous shark. It's
0: so huh? wholesome.
1: So, so it's sort of like, "Hi, Harley. Would you like me to kill you yet?" No. Okay. Oh no, he's a, Harley's
0: be. Harley's in the friend circle. Okay. But he'll kill other people. But they're trying not to kill as many people. Only people who deserve
1: it. <laughs> Okay, so it's more like, hey, Harley. Does that bat want to die yet?
0: I don't know. I'll have to ask Mr. J. Uh, she doesn't ask no, Mr. J. No. That Mr. J ha- is married and has a family. He's a stepdad in this. Ooh, he had
2: stepdad.
0: quite he had quite the arc. Oh, no, he's still homicidal and crazy, but he Ooh, does it for his family.
1: <laughs> uh, that that being said, um, so- sounds like a stand-up guy, um, multi-talented, multi-layer. If you're sticking to comedy, I can understand that. Trolls is a comedy, as much as people like to say it isn't. Um, and that being said, I don't know too much about Rot, but I feel like Ron is going to be like Ron is going to be sort of like a bodyguard for Jennifer Hale.
2: Oh, because
1: because Ron, like, really outside of Trolls. And Harley Quinn, what has Ron done? Not a lot.
0: Wow, smack getting in there.
1: (laughs) who Who has done a lot out of this whole list of people? Who is by far the most qualified out of all of this list of people? Jennifer Hale. Ron is going to be trying to, like a sponge, absorb as much as he can about the industry from Jennifer Hale, because it's clear that he enjoys what he does. It is it is very clear, just based on how you talk about him and the emotions that other people have brought up about his character from Trolls. Yeah, he's going to be trying to, like a sponge, absorb as much as he can. Um... That being said, he's going to also probably be the one to tell Jennifer Hale it's time when it's time. I don't mm. know how drunk Mae Whitman is yet, but there will be a time when Mae Whitman's boasting and goading is going to get everybody's goat, and Jennifer Hale's going to come into this. So that's what I imagine him doing. But yeah, no, nice pick. I genuinely don't know a lot about this guy.
0: Oh, perfect. I love it when I can introduce you to new people. It's very yep. enjoyable for me because it's very rare on this subject that I can. Yes, very very rare. Uh, so now I know there's been talk about royalty here. Okay. There's been talk about about who's working the room, who who's captivating everybody and stuff like that. So this person. Has multiple credits, including uh, Dot Warner, Babs Bunny, Chip and oh, Gadget. Oh, okay. Oh, shut <laughs> it! Shut <laughs> it! No,
1: I know who it is. I know who it is. Daisy I know who it Duck. is. I know. I, I know who it is. I know who it is. He's voiced been, so many I've,
0: characters on Futurama. I've been,
1: I've been, I've been, I've been waiting for Tress. I've been waiting for Tress.
0: Oh no, it's not I, Tress. I, no, it's Tress McNeil. It is Tress. It is Tress.
1: <laughs> there is no one else who has voiced Dot Warner. Okay. 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 <laughs> If you thought Jennifer Hell was big, I got, go to Tress McNeil. Oh my God, it's Tress. Um, so...
0: Are you okay right now? No. <laughs> um, I feel like you're scrambling at the moment.
1: Okay, 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 okay. It's Tress McNeil. That's all you need to know. Um, she can impersonate almost any female... <laughs> She was put into a lot of Disney stuff purely because of her ability to voice double. And that is outside of her original works. People like the Dot Warders of the World or the Moms of Futurama of the World. Um, she has about 16 credits to her name on um, Disenchantment Alone. Okay? This this woman is absolutely crazy. If you need a voice for any reason that sounds slightly different from anything that she's done, Tress McNeil is the one to get. She's had a career that's almost 40 years in the business and 40 years of just pure, unadulterated talent. Like I said, if you thought Jennifer Hale was big, no, 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 Tress is bigger. Tress is one of my favorite female voice actresses of all time. Um do you want like do you want me to go into detail because really I could I could spend an hour on Tress alone.
0: I want to hear you gush for a bit. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: okay. okay. So first of all, I have to ask you, when you think of Tress, who do you think of? Dot. Okay. Perfect. I can I can go I can go off of Dot. I can go off of Dottie. First of all, call me Dottie and you die. Um <laughs> But do you want to know how she got the role of Dot? Of course I do. So Tom so Tom Ruger was working on Tiny Tin Adventures. Um, at the time that Animaniacs was being, like, formed. Um, Tress McNeil is one of the only people to go from a major role in Tiny Tunes to a major role in Animaniacs. The other people that you got, with the exception of, I believe, Jess Harnell, were in, like, little minor roles, but you could see the talent. Tress McNeil was undeniable. Um, dot Warner is basically Bab's buddy on crack and
0: that is the best with, description you could ever offer of dot and it's so it, loving too.
1: Yeah it, it 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 really is it really is Um do you want to know why I'm kind of upset at the Tiny Toons reboot? what would you like to know? Tress McNeil isn't vo- Tress McNeil isn't voicing Babs Bunny, and it makes me sad.
2: How could they not bring her back? Char-
1: Charlie Adler is not voicing Buster Bunny, It makes me sad. But that being said, Tress McNeil is one of those people that, just based on her age and her range and her her depth of talent, she can do any role, dramatic, comedic, what what have you. And that's that's outside of the fact that she made Daisy Duck relevant twice, purely based off of her portrayal. Um, Tress McNeil can do anything, be anything you want to. Her range is limitless. It's all you need to know about Tress. And I'm so happy she's here. I'm so happy she's here. I'm so happy she's here.
0: So what what is she doing?
1: she's getting the the theater ready she's the only one who's omniscient enough to know that Robin Williams in ghost form is here she is not not partaking in the party at all she she is getting the theater set up she is the one they've got testing all of the equipment She she is the one who is getting the seance ready to go oh wow because if you need a conduit, Tress McNeil was that conduit.
0: <gasps> All right. So we got. Tri- so just to recap, we've got Ashley X. Stein, yep. uh, Dante Brasco, Lake Bell, Mae Whitman, uh, Jennifer Hale, Ron Funches, and Tress McNeil. Now hey, roundi- Tress. rounding, rounding about- out the group.
1: I'm happy we got Tress. I, I was so I was so close to be messaging you saying, okay, for the tiki bar. Do we ever actually do Tress McNeil? Oh yeah, we do. Oh, thank Christ. Okay,
0: yeah, we just did. There is,
1: there is a joke in the Simpsons that is a self-help tape. Learn to sound like Tress McNeil.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: And it is and it is Tress McNeil. Talking for like forty-five seconds in her regular voice, but she does so much for the Simpsons and so much for the voice acting world. You would not know who Tress MacNeille is, but you take like two seconds to research it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this joke has layers." Yeah.
0: Now, this next person, we got another person from the Avatar crew. Uh, She's also done stuff on Scooby Doo Mysteries, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, The Loud House. what
1: it's great it's great delilah isn't it yes it is it's great griffin okay
0: as well uh, as invincible
1: yeah yeah uh so great great griffin okay she's going to be sitting with jennifer hale okay she has a martini in a tiki class uh and she is one of the greatest voice actresses of all time um Daphne Blake, um, modern uh, Martin Prince, Sherry and Terry, because they had to recast because Lucy Taylor unfortunately died. Um, I believe, and do, and hear me out on this, but I believe she was actually trained by the legendary Mary Kay Bergman. I, bo- I believe, alongside Tara Strong. Oh. Um, so she's in really good company Vicky from Fairly Odd Parents. if you want to get Great Elisle into the most menacing evil Great Elisle could be without even talking about Avatar because she's she is basically the big boss at Avatar what I can't figure out about what she what she's doing isn't that um, isn't, isn't what she's doing but how Dante Bosco will react to her because Dante Bosco will try to go big he can't compare compared to her he 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 he, he can't he absolutely can't um Grey DeLisle is so good in so many ways um she yeah she's going to be sitting with she's going to be sitting with um with uh, Jennifer Hale but where Jennifer Hale has a mocktail Grey DeLisle knows if shit's going to go down with Whitman being Whitman, that great allow is going to have to put an end to it. At least as far as she knows. Because she doesn't know about Trust at the theater.
0: <laughs> oh, what's she drinking, by the way?
1: Oh, martini.
0: Shaken or stirred? Shaken. Oh, <laughs> Now, to round this party out up here before everything gets busted, we have two people who they fall into a category that we've touched on quite a bit in our little VA retrospective series, which are... These are people who are not necessarily known for their voice acting work. Um, However, they are known for film, television, stage, all of that stuff. They have very distinct voices, these two. Very, very distinct voices. So if you want someone, want a character to sound like this, you get this person. And one of them uh, happened to punch Andy Dick in the face. And he deserves to be here because he punched Andy Dick. Uh, I'm talking about John Leibowitz. Oh, John Lovitz I'm so sorry John Lovitz Oh, ah. oh. <laughs> I got the name wrong. Um probably You want know what's known funny? for voice acting work on the critic
1: Yes. Yeah. What's you funny. want to know what's funny? Um, John Lovitz is going to pretty well mock your joke for about 30 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, or, I know. Or, or he's going to <laughs> embrace
1: it because that's just the kind of person that uh, John Lovitz is. He's Jay Sherman on The Critic. He's done a lot of different stuff on The Simpsons, uh, most notably Artie Ziff. Oh, yeah. Um, he has done work um, off the top of my head, American Tail, Eight Crazy Nights, A lot of different stuff. Hotel Transylvania. Apparently Justice League Action. I do not know on that last one. However, here's what you need to know. Yes, his voice is very distinctive. And if you want a... uh, I don't don't even know how to put it. If you want to be... um, If you want a voice... Like, he's the ultimate shyster to me. Yeah? That's, that's that's the thing. Anything I've seen him in that I've really enjoyed him in, he's he's been this sort of shyster, this sort of con man. If you look at Jay Sherman as a critic, yes, Jay's got an iron tongue, but Jay's also ridiculously delusioned mm-hmm. um, to the point where Jay himself is incompetent. If you look at um, the biggest thing, the biggest two things on The Simpsons, uh, Marge's uh, play director for a streetcar named Marge, where Marge was Blanche Dubois. He was the director who was, yes, he was able to see something in Marge, but his overall talent was just not there. Um, if you look at Artie Ziff in The Simpsons, same thing ridiculously self-delusion and he pulls it off with such class. And it's just that voice. It's just that voice. He's the classic con man. He's probably going to be the one who is trying to egg on Whitman as much as he can, because he wants to be there to watch Mae Whitman crumble. Because of just how the hell things are going he wants to be there to watch Mae Whitman crumble because he gets to break a young woman's spirit. And that just seems like a John Lovitz thing to do.
0: It does. It does. <laughs> now, did you mention what he was drinking? I don't think
1: you did. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Um, but let's go with a pina colada. If he's you trying like to get
0: pina coladas!
1: In, because he's trying to get into the theme, right?
0: Yeah, nope. He's
1: she's trying to get into the thing. And the reason why is so that he, he can integrate himself and cause chaos. He's sort of like Charlie Adler in a way, but he's the ultimate con man who can con you in plain sight. So That, make,
0: yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. St- and that is his shtick. Yeah, It completely is a shtick. Alright. For the final person who's been chilling at the Tiki Bar... This is another person, like I said, distinct voice. Oh, can
1: I can I say one more thing about John Lovitz before we go?
0: You, aside from the fact that I completely mispronounced his last name, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so since I can't <laughs> go with John Leibowitz, um, oh. let's let's just say he is the person who, if I were casting Harold Hill, I don't know how it would work. If I were casting Harold Hill at his fifties, I would cast John Lovitz. That's amazing.
0: I feel genuinely bad that I keep mispronouncing names. I'm sorry, everybody. Leibowitz. Oh my god! All right. How'd you get,
1: How'd you get Leibowitz out of?
0: I have no idea. My, yeah, I don't even know. I have no. I have no explanation for that because the name was in front of my face. I have no excuse. I have absolutely no excuse. I don't know what happened.
1: Jod Leibowitz. Yeah. <gasps> no. Wait, 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 I just realized something. Oh, so we talked about you. Technically, you're at this party. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. We no, had the Miri Love Seth McFarland spectacular. Uh... We talked about your work. We had the uh interview with Extractors, so technically, by your own rules, you're here. And oh boys, John Lovett's gonna have fun with you.
0: I'm hiding in a corner in case anybody wanted to know where I am. I am hiding. Oh, oh, oh. Is, it,
1: is it the hail corner or the Grey Delau Griffin corner?
0: I'm hiding in the attic on top of the tiki bar. No, no, it's fine. All right. Now this next person, like I said, distinct voice. When you want this voice, you cast this voice. Now, known for film, stage, TV, all of that. Well, where I describe Robin Williams as kinetic, I describe this performer as animated. And they have made some amazing cult classics. They've also done some amazing voice work. Um, I feel like Matt Barry is probably the closest art gener, like this generation is to having this person. And I am talking about the wonderful, multi-talented, um, just truly amazing, uh, triple threat that is Tim Curry.
1: Oh, fuck. Okay. So, to, to start things off, Tim Curry is going to be the announcer for the theater. I Uh. don't care. Um... (laughs) i i don't i don't care how it's going to work what is tim curry going to drink who knows and who cares you've got tim curry at this party rounding things up that's that should be all you need to know okay in terms of what tim curry has done first of all tim curry i believe was the original voice of the joker in batman the animated series Um, And I can't remember if it's just they couldn't agree on money or if Tim Curry was unavailable, but that's how we got Mark Hamill Joker, because Tim Curry couldn't do it. Tim Curry, as Miri's already said, if you want this voice, if you want what Tim Curry can do with his voice, you get Tim Curry. Uh, Off the top of my head, uh, Finbar Calamitous, Nigel Thornberry. And has so much reputation in horror and horrific things. That's where you go and you get Tim's entire repertoire from. But the man can do just about anything. For God's sakes, I believe he was the uh, piano. Yes, he was. He was the piano in Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. Okay? A.K.A. the only thing that was remotely good about that movie. (laughs) Um, um,
0: also, it had the uh, hit song Toxic in Fern Gully.
1: Yes, yes, he did. But it was nowhere near as good as the Batty Rap. This is true. Okay. Tim Curry is only there because he knows there's a seance going on. <laughs> that's uh, that's the only reason Tim Curry's there, because you don't need him to do anything. He's Tim Curry. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is... Will he get Miri out of the attic or will there be another wonderful hunk to pull Miri from the attic to which she is hiding?
0: I basically wait, technically, you're at this party.
1: Oh, oh, I know, I know. Um, I'm going to.
0: What gets me out of the attic, I will tell you 100% what gets (laughs) me out of the attic is. I will desperately want to get something signed by Tim Curry and want to get a picture with him and gush at oh. him and have my embarrassing moment. Oh, so what oh, I will do is, is walk that, behind you.
1: Oh, is that <laughs> what's going to get you out of the attic? Are you yeah. sure? But or I'll have to that walk behind dashing, you. dashing, daring hunk who can get I, you out of the attic.
0: Okay, so at the Tiki Bar, I've hidden behind you. I've met these people. I've had my like completely <laughs> embarrassing conversation I've gotten my photos and my autographs and I go back to to sh- to my corner in the attic Are you and sure? now you get to figure out how I stay out of the attic so oh, but we'll, oh, get, to that. we'll get to that we'll get to that because that's
1: I've, super easy
0: because I have to set the scene now right yes okay so, so this is day three we're going up to the tiki bar. Following the gar- Gargoyles cast, the ladies' night people are there, the gents' night people are there. Um, the, uh, what was it, C- Tara and Cree have been starting up their seances. And they open the door to the rooftop tiki bar. And at the head of them is one of the ghosts. And we haven't spoken about this ghost. Oh, we haven't. Bursting through the door at the head of all of this pandemonium is Phil Hartman.
2: <laughs>
0: and I knew I didn't need to do an introduction for this. I wanted your pure reaction. <laughs>
1: Love it's baby. Lionel Hudson, new lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay. Phil Hartman was the shyster before shysters were cool. Phil Hartman. Um, <laughs> Phil Hartman is one of those people who's just so naturally funny, mm-hmm. with the way that he delivered his voice, and he loved the work. He loved the profession. Um, and originally. Um, Zap Bradigan was written for Phil Hartman uh, because Futurama was being developed near Hartman's untimely passing um, the only direction Billy West was given was okay just do it the way Phil Hartman would you know the way Phil Hartman would do it that's the only direction Billy West was given uh, for Phil Hartman Doesn't he did
0: mean- really well with that
1: yes yes he did but yeah no um I have a feeling that Hartman would try to go in and scare everybody just by being himself because he's self-aware enough to know he's a ghost. Yes. Um, But no, it would be like, and he'd go right up to Lovitz because I'm sure he'd think that John Lovitz was stealing his shtick at the party. (laughs) um but no no um if you don't want to know him for lionel hutz i think you should shoot yourself but if you want to know him for something else troy mcclure
0: hi i'm troy mcclure
1: hi i'm troy mcclure you might remember me from such (laughs) or is he going to or is he going to try to antagonize people at the attic because that's what ghosts do i know right Oh my god. Okay. 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 Uh,
0: now, are you ready for me to go down the list and you can Please. tell me what everyone's doing at this party? So, like I said, we have the theater is set. The the um the summonings have happened. The conduits have been used. This party is swinging now. So, we're going to start from the top and I'm going to go down.
1: Oh god.
0: Robin Williams.
1: Robin Williams is the headlining act of the theater everyone must attend
0: <laughs>
2: and,
1: <laughs> um and uh, Robin Williams is going to be one of the only people who thorough Ravencroft gets a drink for oh um so Ro- Robin Williams it's it's my party damn it at Lily Tomlin's house full of people <laughs> I will never ever meet let me have this it's going to they're going to be getting Robin liquor because Robin's stand-up is just so funny. And people can get inspired off of his words. And plus Robin is free from any sort of disease or pain. So it's going to be fun. Huh.
0: Alright. Um, oh, next... Robin is
1: also making me cry because I can't believe Robin's back.
0: Do I have to come down from the attic to like hold your hand or something?
1: Um, no, I'm just going to be in the corner crying and shaking because I can't believe it.
0: See, now I'm going to feel obligated to come down and at least rub no, your no, back. No, no,
1: no, don't worry about it. There's there's a way you can get out of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, But don't worry about a thing. Robin Williams is going to be performing all night, like all night sets.
0: All right. Next, we've got the Simpsons cast. Oh, God. <laughs> so... what are they
1: up to what what is dan doing i'm feeling inadequate because he's watching robin williams what is julie kavner doing um she's looking around for the kathleen turner because she's probably one of the only people who can sit near kathleen turner julie kavner's a notorious introvert kathleen turner would get all the attention and nobody would worry about march um off on top of that nancy cartwright what's she doing Well, she's going to be watching Robin Williams like everybody else. Then afterwards, she's going to hit the pool because she knows that her girls, Tara, Cree, Jen, and... um, Oh, God. Is Cheryl Chase here or not? I can't remember if Cheryl Chase is here or not.
0: I can't remember either. She snuck Uh, in. She snuck in. There we go.
1: Elizabeth Daly is there, so... She's going to be chilling like a villain with her buddies in the crib. Um, She knows Ross is there. Ross Badesarian's there. She... So after the Robin Williams performance which everyone must attend, um she's going to be she's going to be hitting the pool with her girls. Uh, uh Yardley Smith, what's she doing? She's going to be finding a book in a corner because she cannot compare to these people.
2: As great
1: as <laughs> as great as, y- as, as Yardley Smith is and she's she's fantastic. Um what's Hank Azaria doing? Hank Azaria is going to be talking like bar talk to John Lovitz and um John Lovitz, and the ghost of Phil Hartman. Actually, pretty well, every member of the Simpsons cast is going to be um, paying tribute to Phil Hartman in some way. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of who you were, um, Phil Hartman Phil Hartman um, was impactful to the Simpsons in such a way that everyone knew they lost a talent. Uh, who's next? Harry. What is Harry Shearer doing? Well, hi, diddly-how, neighbor. He knows... Um, just because he's going to try to antagonize as many people as he can when they get drunk. Because he knows that he's Harry Shearer, he's got 40 years in, regardless of his voiceover career, nobody's going to try to touch him. So he's going to try to be as evil as he can be using his talents. Those are what the main six are going to do anyway. I,
0: I don't, that's fine. This guy, Eli...
1: Um, okay, so you know that guy who's going to be creaming on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) That's him. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
0: I also picture him having an existential crisis because he genuinely doesn't know how good he is. Yeah. And he probably thinks that, like, he's, this will be total imposter syndrome for him.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Like, do you want to just turn this into an Eli gush?
0: We already did that. If you don't Uh, know, you can go to our Eli Gush episode that we have.
1: See, there you go. Uh, But yeah, no, Eli, I can totally buy imposter syndrome. He's going to try to find you in the attic. (laughs) That is the the only place he feels safe.
0: What's going to be, ter- what's going to be hilarious is you're going to be like crying and shaking in a corner because Robin Williams, he's going to be crying and shaking because of imposter syndrome. But he's also going to feel yep. obligated to help you and you're going to feel obligated to help him. So you're both just going to be crying and shaking yep. together.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, D Bradley Baker.
1: D Bradley Baker. He's going to be he's going to immediately go to the bar. Uh, The Tiki Bar after the Robin Williams performance, which everyone must attend. Okay, Um,
0: it goes without saying everybody attends the Robin Williams performance. Oh, but
1: I must say it because Robin Williams is here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so after after the Robin Williams performance gets out, uh, D Bradley Baker is going to go, give me a whiskey sour to whoever's running bar. None of these people are running bar yet.
0: So by virtue of him asking someone, they have now been dubbed the
1: bar runner. Well, I don't I don't know who's running bar yet. I, I don't know who's on your list. I will find my bartender out of your list.
0: All right. Uh, next up, Frank Welker.
1: Welker? Welker is yeah. going to be one of the few people who feels like he can hang with anybody in the room. So he's just going to go around everybody in the room because he's worked with he's worked with seemingly everyone at one time or another who is here. Bar like myself, this guy Eli, and you. He's been. But we don't matter. Involved everybody. He's going to go around and just have a great time. This is like a giant family reunion for Walker.
0: Mm. <sighs> Mel Blanc.
1: Mel Blanc. Um. So you mentioned that I'm going to be crying in the corner.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Mel Blanc is here. Fuck the rest of you imposters. My Bugs Bunny is here. Robin Williams is here. I'm going to die. <laughs> um, so yeah. The, uh, oh God. Mel is going to be trying to fraternize with, you know, the Ravencrofts of the world. Uh, Ed Asner is probably going to be a good one for him. He's going to probably try to teach his uh, contemporaries a thing or two. I know we've got a couple in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, That that's what Mel Blanc's going to be doing. What is Mel going to drink? Whatever the fuck he wants. Um, he's probably going to be, I think, I think whiskey. I don't know why, but I think whiskey.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now John DiMaggio.
1: Um, okay, so you know I mentioned crying in the court. <laughs> um, but no, John, John, John DiMaggio is going to try to... Uh, integrate himself as best he can with the people that he's worked with and try to learn from the people he's worked with because he was shown up by Matthew Lillard on a dance floor. He's not going to be trying to do too much mm. um, except for look for ways to further his career. Um, Nicole Sullivan, by the way, since we're on the subject of DiMaggio, Nicole Sullivan is going to try to get DiMaggio out of his shell. Okay, as are people like Tress McNeil when we get to her. Um but DiMaggio has been shown up by this kid on a dance floor, okay? Nobody shows up John DiMaggio.
0: <laughs> uh This one's going to hurt. Haley Joel Osment.
1: So you know how I mentioned crying in the corner? <laughs>
0: um...
1: Um... I don't... I, 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 do, I don't know he like honestly Haley Joel is probably going to be trying to figure out as much as he can uh, as best he can um, about why he's here in his career because he'll know these people he knows how great they are and Haley Joel was trying to go about his career his own way
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so a lot of these people could give great advice to Haley Joel Haley Joel is probably going to be a sponge um, soak, soaking up as much as he can. So you remember but how you're crying a on character the character that he portrayed saved my life twice. Yeah, I'm gonna be crying in
0: the corner. So remember how you're crying in the corner. Yes, this is a double whammy. Mark Hamill and the ghost of Kevin Conroy.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill, I feel like, is going to be antagonizing Tim Curry just because he can in the Joker voice. Uh, then he's going to be running around having a great time because Hamill knows most of these people. Most of these people are going to be treating Hamill very well. Um, he's also got his Batman back, so I feel like they're going to go shot for shot. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, you know, you know how I mentioned crying in the corner. Yes. Um, please give me someone who doesn't make me cry in the corner.
0: Uh well we'll get there, but I gotta get through two more.
1: Oh god damn it.
0: Uh so remember how you're crying in the corner with Eli? Yes. Uh we've we've got Marie Slavarish and Rob Polson.
1: Oh god, okay. Uh I've been waiting for these two. Because I feel like Rob Paulson is going to be try to be the one to pick me up alongside Haley Joel Osment alongside Robin Williams. But I'm so overcome with emotion. <laughs> I'm I'm fraught <laughs> with emotion. Um Rob Paulson and Marisa Marsh, I feel are going to be the ones running the tiki bar.
0: Ah um,
1: because they, they've got themselves little hats and they have such a good time.
0: All right. Next up, uh Michael Winslow.
1: So, you know how I mentioned crying in the
0: corner.
1: (laughs) Finally, there's someone who doesn't make me do that. Um, Michael Winslow is going to be trying to uh, make the party as big as he can, as best as he can.
0: Does he come over to the corner and make sounds at you to keep you from crying?
1: Uh, Yes, and he fails miserably. (laughs) And Eli sends him away because not even... Because although Eli has imposter syndrome... Eli also knows how to defend those who have been fraught with emotions. Um, (gasps) Michael Winslow is going to try to challenge the king at some point. I feel like that's what he's going to try to do. Uh,
0: Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar.
1: Okay. Phil Lamar. He's probably going to be geeking out as much as anybody is. Um, He's going to stick as close to his Futurama cast as humanly possible. Um, or his DCU counterparts as much as possible.
0: I, I will say there's someone from *Ladies Night* who uh, I think they'd be having a bit of a reunion when she gets up there as well. That
1: June a eh?
0: Well, from their Mad TV days.
1: Oh, yeah. oh yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, James Earl Jones.
1: So you know how I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um. He, he's going to—he's going to be the one who's going to try to inspire me to get up, and in, and uh, doesn't inspire me because I'm fraught with emotion. Uh, he inspires Eli to remember who he is.
0: Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, Trey Parker, Matt Stone.
1: Oh fuck! Free bar. <laughs>
0: So they're just at the free bar. That's where they oh, are. Oh
1: fuck yeah! Then they're then they're going to just churn the party to like eleven.
0: Um, just for you, Seth MacFarlane.
1: Okay, <laughs> finally we get to have some fun here. Uh, so festival of all, uh, you know I'm crying in the corner. Um, Seth MacFarlane's going to go. Hey, has that novel been working on, huh? When you've been working on for five years, huh? Novel? <laughs> Got a good character work? Novel? Um, so, you know, it's going It's going to be... He's going to try to make me laugh. But Robin Williams made me laugh so hard I'm going to die. Seth MacFarlane is going to say, Who else here needs cheering up? That's when Eli takes a look at his ebony locks and says... Your biggest fan is waiting for
0: you. Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: And Seth MacFarlane says, Isn't he crying on the ground in the corner?
0: <laughs>
1: and Eli says, No, not him. Her. In the attic. Go to her. And he goes, Mary? And he, and he walks up the stairs to the attic. And Eli walks with him because Eli wants to see this reaction. He says to you, Miri, come out. And you say, I simply cannot. Miri, come out. Crabsworth needs you. I simply cannot. Then McFarlane starts singing Frank Sinatra. And Miri's like, wait a minute. That's not Eli. Eli cannot sing with that bass, the godly tone. What is that visage of beauty? And Eli goes, it's Seth.
2: He's oh waiting god. for
1: you, and uh, you come. You come out of the attic to "My Way" by Frank Sinatra, as sung by Seth MacFarlane.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: You, Seth MacFarlane, holds you with his bulging Ripley arm. <laughs> oh my god! And you, and you say, "Oh, Seth, no, you're so talented." Oh my god And that's when when he says Well Mary I was born that way
0: Oh for fuck's sake
1: And then you rip off your clothes to reveal nothing but a dress full of meat And you start singing Lady Gaga But unfortunately for you Your voice is terrible So (laughs) Seth MacFarlane is just deciding to like Sing over you As while you perform a dance with Seth MacFarlane As your ultimate backup singer
0: In a meat dress. Yes. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) And you cling to Seth MacFarlane like blue all night.
0: All right. Now we gotta get. (laughs) Oh, come on! (laughs) I can't believe you some days. I feel like that's what gets you to stop crying.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, absolutely. Like the whole place. The whole place. Because.
0: Because now you have to follow me around to make fun of me the entire night. All right, you ready to go through Ladies' Night?
1: Yeah, um, just 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 give me a just give me a quick second. I I, I need to keep the visage of you slow dancing with McFarlane out of the.
0: It's slow dancing now. Of um, um, well, of
1: of course. Oh, I mean, once, once once. Next I'm thing you so- know,
0: he's singing Moon River. Like that's the next thing we know now.
1: Oh my God, is he? Oh, for fuck's sake! That'd be sake. perfect. I would love to actually hear that cover now. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. All right, Tara and Cree.
1: Um. Okay. So after
0: they see the Robin Williams show, which everybody does,
1: whichever, which everyone will. Okay. Um, they come out, and I feel like the. I don't know if they wait for Robin Moe to 10 bar. Um, they both, they both make fun of you viciously for the, uh, Seth MacFarlane slow dance, by the way.
0: Not for the meat dress. Nobody makes fun of the meat dress. They make fun of me for other things.
1: No, nobody (laughs) makes fun of you for the meat dress. Meat dress is wonderful. Um, like Matthew Lillard wants to take some of that meat dress, nothing revealing, mind you, but some of that meat dress so uh, so that he can, you know, throw some stuff on the barbecue. I don't well, know. Uh, how
0: oh, far. Sorry, I forgot to mention. So rooftop tiki bar. Um, there's the mini pool, a uh, hot tub, and then also a fire pit. So oh, yes. perfect,
1: perfect. Okay, absolutely okay, okay. could
0: throw a girl on so, that.
1: Yeah, thousand percent. Okay, so Tara and Cree are like. Move out of the way, bitches. We don't give a damn about our reputation. And and Jennifer Hale comes down. and She's like, oh, really, bitch? Tara and Kree look at each other, realize that neither of them were talking. Going straight <laughs> to Jennifer Hale and say, did we fucking stutter? <laughs> shot for shot right now. We have just gotten over our hangovers.
0: <laughs> because of the breakfast mimosas. Oh man!
1: Yeah. So they are they are swinging shot for shot. Rob Paulson and Maurice Lemarche, um are pretty well. Well, Rob has went to Lily, and she's like, "This bar is it? Is it fully stocked?" And Lily goes, "As stocked as Mary's love for Seth MacFarlane."
2: Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: And that and that's when Robin Mogo. Okay, so we've got nothing to worry about. Good, good, good. Come on, Liz, do your stuff. Oh my and god! Out, and out comes a giant wall full of alcohol. Any drink you could imagine is here. Tara, Tara says you start from the bottom. I start from the top.
0: We meet in the middle. Uh, all right, Kathleen Turner.
1: Okay, so you know how I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> Kathleen Turner is going to be one of those people who asks for another corner, so that she can go and just relax with her very, very comically long cigarette. One of those cigarette game things. Um, she is um clapping her hands and getting people at random to get her drink. She's Kathleen Turner. She can do what she wants.
0: Mm-hmm nicole sullivan
1: oh crap okay so this is the mad tv reunion <laughs> um if she's not following around to maggio she's following around anyone who was ever in mad tv um she congratulates you on finding seth mcfarland and coming out of the attic everyone does um and so that's you know nicole's having a really good time until she sees tara and Cree at the bar and Nicole says, oh, we doing this again, bitch. And Tara and Kree at this time are like six different drinks in. And they're, they're like, do you think you can hang with the big bitches, bitch? And so she starts slamming down boobs.
0: Oh, my goodness. OK. Uh, Sorry, excuse me. June
1: oh, A? Oh, one other thing. Yes. Um Jennifer Hale at this point is not even close to catching up to Tara and Cree. I want I want bring that up.
0: Well, uh, but,
1: but June For, June foray. okay. I wanna say something but I'm not entirely sure. Um, June Foray and Mel Blanc will get into an argument over who's the better voice actor. Oh I, I feel like I feel like that's going to happen.
0: Uh, Lily Tomlin
1: Lily Tomlin? This is Lily Tomlin's party uh, She's going to be one of the bartenders alongside Rob Polson and Maurice Marsh um, and she's going to be one of those people who are not going to care because she's never going to get this level of talent in one place again. Plus I'm of the belief that Lily Tomlin is magic um, You know, she's one of the people who says to you, as I always say, love conquers all Mm. and um, you know Lily Tomlin is just in her element um, however if there's ever going to be somebody to sit down with Kathleen Turner and actually believe that she is going to be there it's Lily Tomlin because let's be honest most of the younger voice actors that we have here are not going to mess with Lily Tomlin
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just basic house etiquette at this point
0: Uh, all right. We have Jennifer Lewis.
1: Jennifer Lewis. Okay. So she's going to be one of the few people who does not congratulate you on your love of, uh, Seth MacFarlane. And she's going to be thrown out of the party for not showing the proper etiquette. Oh, no, no. Um, she's probably going to be in the hot tub. I can see her in the hot tub.
0: Yeah, I see her in the hot tub, too. All right. Uh, this. Oh, sorry. Lauren Tom. It's getting ahead of myself.
1: Do, 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 do. do you know how many people Lauren and Tom can reunite with too? <laughs> do, do you know?
0: So there's a big ass reunion
1: happening. There's a huge ass there's a huge ass reunion. Um about five or six drinks in though, Lauren and Tom goes uh, progressively more stereotypical Asian with the voice. So instead of going from like Amy Wong and Connie Super phone, we go right to Min. Mm. And um they're they're going to they're going to look at her like there's going to be a point where everyone stops even you staring lovingly at McFarland stops and um, they're they're all staring at Lauren Tom and she's like I'm Asian bitch yeah like like everybody just clinking their glasses together.
0: Alright, um the next group they they I believe I described them as kind of like the wrecking crew, like coming in and doing all the anime voices. So if you want, I can rapid fire them or I can pause between each one, which you like me to do.
1: Okay. So uh, we've rapid got, fire.
0: Uh Stephanie Shea. <laughs> Hot Chris tub. Uh Christina Val Valuzuela.
1: Hot tub. Kimberly Brooks. Tim Brooks is going to be out there on the She's going to be starting a dance party. She just is.
0: Erica Mendez.
1: Erica Mendez. She's going to she's going to attempt to try to get in between you and your man. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Elizabeth Daly.
1: E.G. Daly Oh fucking hell. Um, Do you know how many people E.G. Daly can reunite with?
0: So there's another big ass reunion happening.
1: Well, you're getting a Rugrats reunion, a Powerpuff Girls reunion. she can reunite with Ross Bagdasarian, who she's worked with on, I believe, two or three separate projects. The biggest one being Alvin and the Chipmunks, Wolfman. Wolfman. tons of different things that E.G. Daily can be doing. And E.G. Daily will. E.G. Daily is one of the people who stays out of the terror and Creed drink off because, ain't
0: hey, nobody got time for that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Arlene Sorkin. Mr. Jay. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you ready to get into Jen's night?
1: Um, how how many people in Jen's night do you believe will gawk at you and Seth McFarlane? Like, should I just make it a thing at this point?
0: I don't think anyone's going to do it unless you tell me they are. Anyway, we're starting Alvin and the Chipmunks.
1: Okay, Ross Bedesarian, let's go. Um, Ross Bedesarian um, is everyone's favorite bartender from Jensen. Oh. He's probably going to be the one who um, sets up the theater for the mandatory Robin Williams performance. And um, before you ask, he's, he's probably going to be one of the people who is making me cry on the corner of the floor.
0: Eddie Murphy.
1: Eddie Murphy's going to try to avenge his um, dance floor loss. Yes, dance party. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft is going to be silently rating all of the live voice actors. Alongside Robin Williams and uh, I can believe Ed Asner. I think those three would make a great ratings board. Uh,
0: Jeff Bennett.
1: Jeff Bennett. Do you know how many people Jeff Bennett has worked with?
0: Another big-ass reunion?
1: I can there's going to be several big ass reunions. Um but really I can see Jeff like being one of those um, waitresses on the on the floor like but just for his buddies. Uh. Jeff Bennett Jeff Bennett is because his buddies is over half of the bar or over half of the people. Um he is going to he's going to get into the hot tub after a set point. Jeff Bennett is going to be one of the people that you attempt to um, talk to without Seth's guidance, but you're but you're too afraid to. Um, and so, Seth McFarlane is your is your light. You know your your knight in shining armor.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake! I uh, Kevin Michael Richardson,
1: KMR. Yeah, dude, K- dude, KMR is going to be the. There's going to be another huge ass reunion. Uh. KMR is also going to be one of the people who's going to do a cannonball into the pool and get as much people wet as humanly possible simply because he's Kevin Mike Richardson nobody's going to screw with him.
0: Keith David.
1: Keith David. He's going to be trying to get tips from James Earl Jones as much as he possibly can.
0: Clancy Brown. <clears throat>
1: He's going to be somebody who Mark Hamill antagonizes. <clears throat> <clears throat> and um, before you ask, Tom Kenny and Bill Farbergaki are going to try to defend Clancy Brown as much as he can, but even they can't stand up to Mark Hamill because, I'm sorry, I just love the idea of Joker and Lex Luthor at a pooled bar. <laughs> I just, I just do don't. Yeah. don't ask me why. Uh,
0: that sounds funny. Uh, Charlie Adler.
1: Charlie Adler is going to be the person who tries to stir up shit as much as he possibly can. Like, he and John Lovitz are going to get along just fine, thank you. Um, but Charlie Adler is going to go in. He's going to be the one who are trying to force Taryn Cree to drink as much as they can. He's going to be the one motivating them. Um, keep in mind, the King Matthew Lillard isn't up here yet. I don't believe.
0: Well, speaking of Matthew Lillard... <laughs>
1: Oh, is it the Oh, is it the king's time?
0: <laughs> Matthew Lillard just showed up.
1: Um. Okay. So J-
0: James, but for comp- comedic effect, James Hong is still dragging him
1: into the room. <laughs> oh, oh, a thousand percent. Um. But because James Hong is a caution, like he's he's done a lot of stuff uh, outside of voice work and inside of it, he's going to be the one that goes, um, hear ye, hear ye. The almighty king is here. Um, he, he's also going to get any musically inclined and hammered enough voiceover actor to like have like trumpets and... <laughs> trumpets and may, maybe a flute as Matthew Lillard gets put into the room. Matthew Lillard, like this guy Eli, is going to have imposter syndrome all the way through, but he's a king. So he's going to be looking for somebody who can talk him up the way that Thurl Ravencroft... That he can talk up the way that Thurl Ravencroft talked him up during Gents Night. So he's going to find this guy, Eli. Ah. And, and he's going to be like, oh, Dude, this guy, Eli? I've seen your stuff on deathpixie.ca! <laughs> You're hilarious! Now, where's that Mary? And he's going to he's going to talk to you. Um. At this point, this is going to be one of the few people who Seth MacFarlane bows to because he recognizes, he recognizes royalty. I'm sure he's been filled in at this point as to what Matthew Lillard had to do to get that royalty, so he he's going to bow to Lillard. Um, Lillard is going to uh, recognize you, and that's going to give you the confidence to not trying to be constantly humping Seth MacFarlane's leg every. Few oh
0: seconds. my God. <laughs> I swear, you are not going to rest until you get, like, a Seth MacFarlane interview that you can spring on me. Like, you're not oh, going to rest oh. until that moment happens.
1: I I would never do that to you. Just because Seth MacFarlane is one of my favorites of all time, and I've got him on a get list. He's versatile. He sings like Sinatra. You love him. You know you do. Get over it.
0: <laughs> you you know what what sucks even more is I'll be totally convinced that we're doing like a death pixie thing and then yeah. I'll come in and I'll be like what the hell have you done and because we we're on camera when we do this I'll like dive under my desk. <laughs> All right, so can I go to the next person? Yes, uh, Tom Kenny.
1: Um, like I already said, him and Phil Fabergacchi are going to be trying to defend Colliancy Brown as much as they can. Tom Kenny, um, just because he's so nice. Remember how I'm a crying heap on the floor?
0: Yeah, by the way, B- the- Bill's right after Tom, so if yeah. uh, you so want Bill to he- come along.
1: Oh, of course, of course, Bill, Bill's going to do anything. But uh, Tom Kenny's going to try the SpongeBob laugh and fail. Um, aside from that, uh, Tom Kenny is just going to have a giant reunion. Uh, Bill Fabergaki is going to be with him as his right hand for anything that he does. Tom gets a beer. Bill Fabergaki gets a beer. Tom Kenny goes to the pool. Tom Kenny goes to the pool. Um, Tom Kenny goes into the hot tub with all of the young female voice actresses. Bill Fabergaki also goes into the hot tub with the young female voice actresses. They leave immediately because Bill Fabergaki is ugly.
0: (laughs) I think we're going to say because it it looks like something when you do that. No, no, (laughs)
1: no, of course not. I I, I was. No, of course not. It doesn't look like anything. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny just gets in because they invite him in. Bill Fabergaki comes and they're like, we didn't invite you. So pretty well, it's now SpongeBob and Patrick's hot tub. Um. and like I feel like the I feel like the more inexperienced ones needed Tom Kenny and Bill Farpergekki and that hot tub so they could get around and mingle. Um because King Matthew Lillard has recognized you. You're going to be getting a lot more play from these voice act from these voice actresses. So you're going to be talking up Death Pixie all the time to them. Uh, no, to I'm not.
0: That, I'm, you, I can't they're going schmooze. To, we all they're know going I can't seem, schmooze.
1: You've got Seth MacFarlane, the ultimate smoozer by your side. <laughs> Um, so you're going to be talking up death, Pixie. Uh,
0: next is Ed Asner.
1: Ed Asner is going to be on a three person panel with Thor Ravencroft and Robin Williams, who are going to be judging all the new contemporary voice actors.
0: Where is my ghost uh, kick line? Like show oh. line? Do I get oh, a ghost well, show line at some point?
1: Uh, No, absolutely not. Unless you of course, unless you of course go to Tara and Cree who show you the Ouija board, which you might.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Harry John Benjamin.
1: H. John Benjamin. Okay, it's going to be a modern-day reunion for him too, Jesus Christ. So many reunions. So many reunions. Um, H. John Benjamin is going to be and Grill and Matthew Lillard isn't. (laughs) Just because I think it's hilarious. Meek. (laughs) Yep.
0: Alright, and I'm gonna rapid-fire this cast of Gargoyles. So, uh, Marina Sirtis.
1: Um, okay, so first of all, they all, they all come in. Matthew Lillard introduces them. Guys, it's the freaking Gargoyles! <laughs> the freaking Gargoyles are here! Um, Rob Paulson and Marisa Marsh are like, okay, nice, hey guys. Um, you know, the people who are less experienced are, you know, a little bit more enthused, but uh, but anyway, what did you say? So, uh,
0: first one, Marina Sirtis.
1: Is that Demona?
0: I think so.
1: Okay, Demona's going to be with Kathleen Turner.
0: Okay. Uh, Jonathan Fra- Frakes? Frax?
1: Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Um, I think he's going to try to restore some dignity to Terra Strong in pre summer. He will <laughs> fail. <laughs>
0: uh, Michael Dorn
1: love that guy um, he, is go- he is going to be trying to introduce himself to as many people who have passed on as humanly possible at this party Kate Mulgrew Kate Mulgrew um, she is going to be one of the few people not afraid by Tom Kenny and, Phil- and Bill Fabergaki <laughs> uh N- Michelle
0: Nichols
1: Michelle Nichols oh my god do you do you do you do you do you know how many people are there who've worked with him?
0: Another big ass reunion.
1: Uh, there, there's going to be a few.
0: Brent Spiner.
1: Um, Kevin Kevin Michael Richardson Pool needs another person. Now that he's not wet, and you know the pool is slowly filled up. Uh, Avery Brooks. Avery Brooks. Oh God. Um, has gone. She. They're going to be uh, at the bar.
0: Uh, call him Meany. Bar. And finally, Lavar Burton.
1: Oh fuck! Okay. Um, so pretty well, he is going to try to get onto the All Ghost judging panel. Oh wow! But they reje- they reject him. So then he joins he gets a microphone and he starts singing reading the reading rainbow theme and,
0: and remember how you were crying in the corner
1: on the floor and remember uh, oh oh god no <laughs> i i know lavar burton from reading rainbow the reason why i'm he would not be the reason why i'm crying on the floor but the ghost at this point um they they get out they get out of their panel um and uh, they're getting triggered to do something at this point in time. But anyway, go on. That's it? Yeah, Levar. yeah, LeVar Burton clears out the ghost and he's just going to go around and have a great time. Everyone loves LeVar Burton at this party. Everyone does.
0: And everybody is dancing, partying.
1: Swimming,
0: yep. ev- cooking yep. the night away, and as the sun rises, the end of the three-day Lily Tomlin house party
1: happens and the
0: cleaning crew it's comes true. in.
1: It's true. Um, the the cleaning lady comes in. Um they die they die based out of a pure heart attack. Correct. Uh they they come up and um she she said, Have you seen the mess down there? Where the hell is Lily? I've only ever seen two messes that are worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> um Thural Ravencroft gives her a pamphlet saying, so your life is over. Um me- meanwhile, at this point in time, um Tara and Kree realize that oh shit, the ghosts need to get back to the ethereal realm. So they're going to the um they're going to the uh Ouija board. Unfortunately for them, they cannot run it. They are far too drunk. So they're going to be teaching Mary under the guise of Seth MacFarlane to run the Ouija board to get all of the ghosts back. Unfortunately, Mary is Mary, and she cannot resist. (laughs) Mary, because she's no longer afraid, Having been anointed by Matthew Lillard as being oh, for accepted, and therefore there goes immediately to Ross Bagdasarian and anyone else who's remotely musically inclined, especially Seth MacFarlane, um, to start up a nineteen, to start up a um, Greece, like just a pure musical of the music, the music from Greece, um. She's going to get, oh God, who the heck are you going to get? Who can, you're going to get Tara Strong singing the part of Sandy. And you're going to get, um, you're going to get Seth MacFarlane to be John Travolta.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: um, Tara Strong sings, I got, chi. oh sorry, Seth MacFarlane sings, I got chills, they're multiplying. And I'm losing control. When you get to the um you're the one that I want cores. Mm-hmm. At
2: that
1: at that point, I don't know how you're going to do it, but pyrotechnics are going to flare off from each direction. Um <laughs> and the ghosts are going to start doing a rocket style kicking line what? to you're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alright. Um, <laughs> And then, and then, um, because they're, they fear that Mary is messing with forces they cannot comprehend, they're asking someone to stop Mary, who has gone mad with power. <laughs> and um, of course, after the "you're the one that I want" kick line, which everyone kind of accepts, Mary goes into um, doing a full ghost recon, like a full ghost retelling of *My Fair Lady*. With Robin Williams playing nearly every part. (laughs) Um, And at that point, somebody has to stop this. Somebody has to restore dignity to the voice actors. The King cannot do it because Miri has gone mad with power. Miri's lover, Seth MacFarlane, can't do it because Miri realizes she can create any sort of entertainment that she wants. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Including, um, I, I think there were a few people there, like, I feel like the person who did The Exorcist would at this point really flock to Mary because Mary is the one who's purely controlling this. She's going to be the ghost in here, ear, um, who's just telling her to do more and more evil things, and Mary's enjoying it, um... <clears throat> Right around the time that we get to uh, a mockumentary of Elvis Presley. Sorry, so that what... was
0: Mercedes McCambridge. Okay, by the
1: way, Merce- Mercedes McCambridge. Okay, perfect. So once you get to a retelling of the life of Elvis Presley, again with Robin Williams playing most of the parts, um, someone has to stop. Someone has to restore dignity to the voice actors. And it's at this point when someone finally stops crying on the floor.
0: Is this your moment?
1: Yes, this is this is my moment. I round up this guy, Eli. And we say, Mary, the time has come for them all to go away. Mary, the time has come to let them all go away. We need to get this place clean. Fifteen maids have already died in Georgia Lie. You look up, you see, you see fifteen women, all in maids outfits, all ghosts, saying, Hi, Miri. Mary.
2: <laughs>
1: Miri, Mary, it, it is time for them all to leave. As a, as I break, as I break down, and you see the pain, because I don't want this to end. Robin Williams breaks free of the spell of the Ouija board. Oh, no. Ro- Robin Williams comes to me. He says to me that we will always be a part of you. Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: Robin. Robin Williams says to you it is time to let us go free. It is at this point where you are moved by pure sadness.
0: And I set them free?
1: That you decide to say, no. (laughs) No. I I refuse. I haven't done nearly enough Broadway musicals yet. It's at this point when Mark (laughs) Hamill just loses it and starts Joker laughing. And... And... uh, at this point, Haley, Haley Joel Osmond has said, She's gone. You know what we must do? We have to show her the light. Oh, no. So...
0: Oh, God, don't do not do the... I really hope you're going wholesome with this and not romance with this. I really do.
1: So then all of the male voice actors take off their clothes.
0: Oh, for fuck's leaving,
1: sake! Leaving all leaving only the skinniest of suits. And all of the women take off their clothes, leaving only the skinniest of suits. And they pick you up. All 100-plus people pick you up, stare at you lovingly, and throw you into the Kevin Michael Richardson pool. It's at that point when the Ouija board breaks, all of the ghosts go into the ethereal realm,
0: and the cleaning crew can come in,
1: and the and the alive members of the cleaning crew can come in because most of them have passed out because of, most of them have died because of the sheer mess that was left behind. Uh, Lily Tomlin pays them all really great money, by the way, because we've got over a hundred people splitting on a cleaning crew. Yeah, but yeah.
0: All right. So at this point. How does it feel to have gone through this many VAs? Wow.
1: And um, talked about this wow. many. Wow. Um so So I'm gonna be honest with you. hmm I don't know. I needed this closure. <laughs> I needed I needed Crabsworth wins to come to a logical end in the most illogical way possible. So this ticks all the boxes for me.
0: Um I, now I'm gonna say something to ruin your mood. Okay. I have a special planned okay. Crabsworth wins. Okay. Um because there, there are two people that we didn't talk about that I want to talk about because it is muy escandalo. And then we're gonna talk about something that's gonna be both funny and sad. So there oh. is there is one other special to happen after this. But okay. this is quite a fitting end to this. Like, is there anything you wanna say overall about your your love for this art? I
1: form? okay. I've known I wanted to do this since the age of three. And one of the reasons I've known I've wanted to do this since the age of three is because of all of the joy that all of these people have brought me uh, time and time and time again. You know, people in one way or another have helped me get through some of the darkest corners of my life and the darkest periods of my life. And I've always been able to rely on animation and voiceover to... Um I guess to really uh see that there is there's light beyond what you can see and there's talent beyond what you can see. Um there are very few things uh that I feel equipped to do 100% of the time in this world. It's just the way that life has been for but one of them has always been uh, voiceover work because the only limitation and why i say anyone who has a voice can do it the only limitation is your imagination you hear a lot of interviews and seriously watch them with um, talented voiceover actors they will say to you that because they're in the freedom of animation they will make choices they would never be able to consciously make on stage. And at times it can break through the walls of reality, break the borders of what we can see. Animation as a medium is unmatched and I sincerely hope and pray that animation gets the respect it deserves and that voiceover work gets the respect it deserves. I cannot say enough about this craft I will do it whenever I'm whenever I'm able to simply because and I'll do it till the day I die simply because of how much joy it brings me every time I get into the booth Uh, to all of these people um, whether I think you are a god or not and believe me there are people in here who I believe are gods and goddesses out of that whole tiki bar you are making a difference in someone's life by doing voiceover work. You just don't know it yet. Best art form I can think of.
0: Yeah. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us for Crabsworth Wins. This series has been emotional a roller coaster we've had detours on the way with little retrospectives especially from the simpsons yes um (laughs) this isn't to say we aren't gonna do more retrospectives do not worry no um and we do have uh, like i said a special coming up which i think we might call you know miri's leftovers or something like that because it's stuff that i couldn't figure out how to fit in otherwise uh, but once again, we say thank you to Jerry and to all of you. Hi, Jerry from Kazakhstan. Hey, Jerry. Um, and yes, thank you once again for joining us. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.